0: hey this is chelsea perry welcome to tame the circus brain hey you guys i have been really challenged about my point of view that i lead from lately and it's really helping me to grow it's actually super exciting i love when things come up And I see things in a different point of view. It helps me to understand other people better. And it helps me to understand myself better. So what I'm talking about is just where are you leading from? Like what position are you leading from? Uh, One good example I think that I could use in this is, you know, when somebody is in the front and leading people behind them and they're all on the ground, I feel like the leader's viewpoint is limited to just what they can see. So, they've got the torch and they're walking and they've got their crew behind them and they're all going off. Now, the good thing is, the person who's leading, the guy in the front, girl in the front, can see some things that the people in the back can't see. But I really believe that there are times that you have to lift yourself out of the ranks and look at things from a drone point of view or an aerial point of view so that you can see out ahead and that your destination can be more accurate that way. And that's a really important thing, I think, in all leadership, because if you can see where you're going, it just helps to be able to lead the group and it helps people to be able to follow easier. I, I believe if they're like, you got us, you know where we're going. Okay, great. And the, the hard part about that kind of a viewpoint is that there are a lot of more menial obstacles that come up that you can't see as clearly that you can see from the ground. But the incredible thing is when you're leading people from a high vantage point, there's just a much more clear point of view. Like it, it just, a, it helps so much when I take time to strategize, to simplify, to render things down to its most important components. I think the clutter is, makes things really hard for me when we are coming at our destination And we're being pelted with all the daily chaos or all of the confusion that multiple perspectives can bring. Even though I believe multiple perspectives can be very beneficial in other ways, I think sometimes they can really cloud the conversation. And so I think it's just important to pull back and say, where are we going? Where are we headed? What is our long game? What is our end goal? What is our Super Bowl moment? instead of just thinking practice to practice or game to game, but really seeing the vision that this is where we're, we're headed. And that clarity of thought, I believe, doesn't happen very often in groups. I think it really happens more frequently for me in isolation. And when I pull myself into a different position and I can see from those high higher vantage points, uh, then I can come together with, A choice team, you know, like with either one or two team members, and then we can strategize how we're going to get there. Or we can strategize uh, just different ways of things that we're not going to focus on or what the order is of our priorities. But it's very rare that I will actually consult somebody in that really intimate, creative, or just visionary place it's the same when I'm creating something that's why I just said that it's the same when I'm building material there is an initial time before all the research before all of the the birthing of the project that I go into a dark cave I go into a place of silence and of true focus where I look to go see where I'm headed And so I'm working on a project right now that I really can see the end result. And so once I finally got the end result clear, then I started to lay down the foundation, the bones of this project. So I started getting the key points, the main things I want to hit. And then I started researching. I started researching after what was in my heart started to take shape because I don't want... Uh, research to speak to the vision. I want research to reinforce where I'm going. Do you know what I'm saying? Let, let me try to be more clear. Let's say I'm writing a script. it once I get my subject and I I really am clear, I normally start with the people that are in the room. what do I want them to leave the show thinking? processing, pondering. And of course, I can't always decide those things, but I can work really hard to drive home like seven key points or four or 10 or three, depending on how deep and complicated they are. But I'll have overarching themes that I want to make sure I plant very deeply into the story so that most likely in conversation, they're going to draw those conclusions. That's important to me. And so I kind of approach all projects that way where I think of the end result and then I go and do the research, not just trying to prove my points, but I do the research to make sure that what I've concluded is correct. And then also that I have really supported what I'm trying to articulate because there's so many different kinds of thinkers. There's so many different brains So if I just explain everything one way, I know for sure I'm going to hit one group of people, but I don't want to hit one group of people. I want to hit everybody or as many people as I possibly can. So I work hard to find lots of different ways to come at content. And I know that a lot of people think differently than I do. I mean, that's what's so cool about the world is that we all are so different. We come with different personalities, different perspectives, different vantage points, and it's something that keeps me interested and i like that it's something that i'm i'm fascinated to figure out it's it's fun for me so i respect it i don't i'm not annoyed by it i don't want everybody to be like me that would be horrible <laughs> we want everybody to be themselves and all it's that's the unique part of the universe that i really love so i just keep thinking about this there's this one time in the creative process that I really go to get it. I say, I call it that my mind is going to get it. My mind is going to get it. So my mind is going to search for the answers. It's almost like you're with a, a flashlight and an addict or something. You're like looking, looking, looking to get it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I've got it. I know where we're going. So now let's enter into the next phase. And for me and my projects, most of the time that is research And there, somebody else can come in, but I'm still vulnerable. So I don't want feedback. I don't want you to write on the story yet. Don't say anything that's going to sway me because I'm impressionable in this very intimate creative stage. And as a leader too, I'm impressionable when I'm deciding strategy or destination. Those are, are times, seasons of isolation for me. When I am going up high with the drone camera and I'm looking down and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I see this. I see these big obstacles, but we're, I know at least the direction we're headed in. And when we get there, we're going to figure out how to get around it or go over it or go under it or go through it or whatever, but we're going to get around it to the, to the bigger place. And most of the things that I can accomplish that are on a bigger scale are because I've gone there mentally to the highest level. Like I've, I've thought about what it'll be like or where we're going and I've seen it already. So it's interesting because I will visualize and process and see these things way before I even talk about it. And I've been carrying it, I've carried some things for years and I've learned not to talk about it until the proper time because it will just stay in a form of germination in me where it can really develop and develop and develop in in the uh, privacy of the isolated state, the, the creative state or the destination state. And so I don't wanna loose it, I don't wanna get it out before it's ready. And I've also known years ago, I used to talk about things before the right time and then it would give me some sort of sense of accomplishment. It would make me feel like I was one step closer to that thing when I hadn't done one thing for it except talk about it and talk we know is cheap but there is a next round where I am working through things refining it developing the strategy working through the plan thinking through it where I get it rendered down to its most important components and normally that is easier to feed to a group or a crowd or your team than all these conceptual visual uh, kind of Fairy dust ideas that live in your anticipation in your mind Instead I start getting to be more solid. I see them more as tasks I start saying this is where we're going But this is how we're going to get there And I feel like a lot of people can hold on to how we're going to get there easier than they can hold on to this is where we're going And so with me I am I'm excited at the point of this is where we're going I'm excited at the point of when I know what story we're telling but when I start letting people in on how we're telling the story and it starts taking shape more concrete minds appreciate those details and facts and they hold on to them and I respect that I need those concrete minds with me because they help me in other areas that I'm not as strong in We all need each other. Every part counts. Every hand that is on your project, on your team, on your staff, on your household, everything. Everybody's hand touching it is what makes it become what it's supposed to be. And so that really helps me. And I've just been thinking about how many people serve from the ground. And I think serving from the ground is really cool. I like to think of myself as somebody who serves from the ground. But I, for years, I'd say for 10 years, ran myself into the ground by serving from the ground and i would take something where i would need a little army to be able to help me accomplish something and because i do believe in servant leadership i believe that you're willing to do anything you would ask anybody else to do i was taught that way i was brought up that way and so i learned to you know, be in it with everybody else. I, if we're stack, if one person's stacking chairs, I'm stacking chairs. If we're cleaning up trash, I'm cleaning up trash. The whole team, all my leadership team, and I still believe in that. When it's appropriate, when I need to be the front man delivering very important training material for thousands of people, if I have exhausted myself to the point that mentally I cannot carry a thought. Physically, I'm exhausted. I need to sit down in a chair, and I never have had to before now. It's just because of some medical stuff I'm dealing with, but I'm okay, but I'm going through it. I have to save my energy. And we've talked about this. We've talked about the marble system. And if you haven't heard that one yet, basically what I'm talking about is if you were to wake up in the morning and view a bowl next to your bed full of marbles, and those were your units of energy that you had to spend that day. What would you give those to? Because most times it seems like life just reaches its hand in your jar and just takes your marbles. It just decides. You have five phone calls. You have 20 emails. You have 45 text messages. You have uh, a bunch of people lining up to take your marbles. They want your energy. We want you to speak into this. What is this going to look like? Uh, I'm upset about this. Talk me through it. What did you mean when you said this? Let's um, buy this. Let's do this. We need this. We need this. And by 12 o'clock, you're like, cool, I am exhausted. I don't have anything for anybody else. And so I have learned to work to pace myself. Where am I going to put my energy? Where am I going to invest my marbles? Who am I willing to spend time Working with to the point that I could exhaust myself, but I know that I'm pouring into somebody who's going to yield great fruit in their life. Uh, I become a lot more intentional. And the first 10 years that I was stepping into greater leadership responsibilities, I led from the ground. I really did. And I was proud of myself for it. I felt a sense of pride, of um, satisfaction. I would think of myself like, man, you're a great leader. You lead right in front of the people. But now that I'm in this state and I physically, I'm not even talking from health stuff. I mean, just my responsibility level has grown so vast that if I choose to lead from the ground, first of all, I'm not going to do a good job. And I'm going to tell you why. I don't have the resources in my body, in my mind, in my emotions to be able to be in every single thing that I'm doing the way I used to. So number one, I'm not going to do a good job. Number two, uh, I'm not allowing other people to rise up into the areas they are supposed to be in because I am carrying it all like a very humble, faithful soldier. And I just am honored to do this for you kind of vibe, which is so gross and weird. And I mean, it's fine because it is genuine a lot of times. But sometimes it gets into this place where our identity is in the fact that we are laying our lives down and to a point that it's just really awkward. I was talking to my friend about this where it's this kind of like victim feeling that nobody wants to be around. So I finally learned after getting completely exhausted, not being very effective, I just learned that if I take time to pull away and to focus and to evaluate where we're going or evaluate the st- the story we're telling. It is so amazing how when you come back to your team fresh with an excited vision, with enthusiasm, with passion, it's amazing how excited they get because you're excited. And so it's really cool. Awesome, you guys, thank you for tuning in. I've got a lot of content here, so I'm dividing it into two parts. So do not forget to tune in next week for the continuation of this conversation. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll be back to talk more soon.